Welcome to episode 45 of Enter the Mind podcast, the most real talk, no nonsense podcast on the empowering of the mind. This week, we're going to be talking about coping with change and being comfortable with change. Uh, I'm here with my co-host. Kira Carlin. And we're going to be, uh, I'll intro the topic right now, but uh, it kind of came out of my week from uh, this, uh, the events of my past week. Um, most recently, I moved apartments. Um, so I'm in a brand new apartment and in the Bay Area still. Um, and that was a lot of change. That was, you know, I moved my stuff in and I was like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know where the light switches are. Like, uh, I didn't know that I had so much stuff to move. Like, just everything was just kind of stirring up the, the mind. Right. And that's one thing. And then the other thing that happened right before that was uh, I flew to Chicago on a, a bit of an emergency trip uh, because I had an elder, elderly relative who, uh, who, who was ill and, uh, and that person was, was sort of on their deathbed. Uh, that person did end up passing away, uh, but had a very successful life, I would say. Uh, very, very long and successful life. Um, but that also got me thinking about change and coping with change. And I think that uh, those two things really, to me, those are real events. And so, as I've said in the past, um, I view reality as the one thing that I respect and look, look up to and bow down to uh, out of everything, right? Because mm -hmm. reality is reality. And so, uh, and so what I've learned from from my teacher, uh, which is reality. <laughs> what I've learned from this teacher this week is, uh, is to always be flexible and to always be, and it's more important to keep this sort of forward energy going um, where you accept what's going on, you accept the things that you can't change, and, but you keep that forward energy like, okay, what can I do? Uh, what's next? You know, if the apartment is, you're not used to the apartment, okay, what action can I take to make this apartment like, you know, more comfortable or whatever, whatever uh, you might need to do. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, I'm wondering if you have any initial thoughts on that, Kira. First of all, I really like how simple you sounded, how simple the energy was with it when you were like, hmm, <clears throat> my apartment isn't that comfortable. What can I add to it to make it feel more comfortable for me? Next thing you know, maybe some flowers or pop up or something. Um, you know, some cute little things to put on the wall that was sweet. But um, I feel like change is something that it's kind of hard to let go. But if you think about it, we're all always going through cycles, you know, like from birth to death, we are going through cycles. And each one of those cycles has characters from the past season and new characters come in. And there's a different plot line. You, you, are, you have different feelings. You have turned into a different somebody through this cycle. So then between this cycle and this cycle, you're having the transition period. And then you complete this cycle. And then between the next cycle and the one after that, you have a transition phase 
as you're going into the next cycle. Then you then you you have that cycle with your new characters. Uh, maybe some characters from previous seasons. Maybe there's a character there from season one. You know, but you have all of these different cycles in life, and to hold on to any one thing is wrong. Well, not wrong, but unbeneficial to you. And number two, if somebody dies, it's okay to grieve. You're not wrong for grieving. If you're if you are somebody who needs to grieve, grieve for four days, cry, cry alone in your room. But you know, like after those four days of crying and, and really releasing, allow change to sink in. Really <sighs> emerge from that and take a deep breath and carry on with your life and embrace the change so you can be a happier person. I'm so glad that you brought up the word character and not just the word, but the concept, I guess, of characters. Um, because that reminds me of like the big massive thought I had this last week as I was on the airplane uh, coming back to San Jose. And that thought was that the, the mind, how would I explain this? So while there are characters in our lives, right? Like our life is almost like a storyline with these different seasons and then characters come and go, right? At the same time, the insight that I had was that I realized my mind, my mind and all of the thoughts, my mind is like a cast of characters also. And that we're constantly managing this little army of, of characters in our minds. And so when I traveled back to Chicago and I kind of saw family that I hadn't seen in a while, I realized like, like, whoa, like what is the psychology of like, what is true real psychology? And it's that you can observe someone and they've got these mannerisms, they've got these habits, they've got, you know, any given person, they have, they have this way of going about the world, a way of thinking, but it's not just them. That's the illusion because we look at them and we see one person. And we think, oh, yeah, that's my friend so-and-so. And, -so, and th that's how they are. That's their personality, right? But what that person really is dealing with is this whole, this mind full of characters that each have their own uh, personality in the sense of, like, um, when you're growing up in, a, uh, in school and, and you're part of a classroom and then you know, you might go from second grade to third grade and then, you know, and then a new kid moves, moves into town. So then there's a new kid in the classroom and, uh, and then there, the class clown from second grade, he's still there. So, you know, so he's, he's in third grade also. And then you've got like the nerd student and you've got the, you know, the punk, the punk student that's always getting in trouble or whatever. You've got this cast of characters in a classroom. And, so, and we, so we know what that's like. But what I realized is that any time that I don't, any time that I suffer in life emotionally, it's because, it's because I'm giving too much, uh, I'm giving the microphone too much to one of the characters in my mind that shouldn't have the microphone. And, and it's, I've always, I've just dissected it to that. And so it's not even me. It's not like, oh, why am I having this thought? Oh, no. Like, and then you get into this sort of 
spiral of like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this. The solution to that is to view the mind as this um, collection of, of voices. And it's like, if you're starting to go downhill in life, uh, it's like, man, just pull that microphone away from that loser in your mind and give it to the winner in your mind because everybody's got a winner in their mind and that person needs the microphone. I'm obsessed with all parts of that. I love that so much because it's so true. I mean, it's like, it's like who's got the microphone right now? It's like, it's like I'm talking to somebody, you know, and all of a sudden something comes out like that's, that's crazy, right? Or, or, you know, for me, I have two sides, you know, there's, there's crazy Kira, there's crazy Kira, and then there's like the more sophisticated Kira who can speak in full sentences <laughs> and stuff. And it's so funny when I switch from these people in front of people who knew crazy Kira, and then they look at me and I'm like, sophisticated Kira took the mic. So it's, uh, it's cool because it's, it's nice. And I, I feel like it can better help people to, if, if like whatever they're doing in life, say something really good happened, maybe they can, you know, take notice of who they gave the microphone to at that time. And same with, if something bad happens, who had the microphone? Who had the microphone up in there? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that's so good. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I, I really like that. And I think that, you know, there's that little character inside of us who's, I feel like they're kind of like the 12 dwarves, like each of them have like their own little thing. But there's that one up there who is, uh, it's, it's like the change character. And that little change character is like, hmm. <laughs> what can we change today? It's, it's really sweet. That's how I see it in my head. It's like, what can we change today? <laughs> like, I'm so eager to change. And it's just searching and it's searching. And, you know, you can give the mic to your little change character because we all got that little change character. As individual as we all are and as different as all of our voices are, we've all got a winner. We've all got a loser. We've all got the, the compassion, uh, the compassion character. We've got the, um, the what's the one I was just saying the character change, the cute character <laughs> it's what the whole episode is about <laughs> um the change character you know you have all these little characters and you can just let them speak and hopefully you know when you speak with the little the cute little sweet little change character more you'll see that the change character is just a sweet pure little angel whose main goal is to change and you could understand the change character a little bit more. So then you can now, you know, embody that change and be more okay with it with the help of the change character in your mind. Yeah, it's so true. Everybody has a part of them that is open to change and wants change and, and seeks evolution and growth. And I think it's not a matter of like, any person being um being resistant to growth or being very like adaptable it's it's a matter of of that person putting the energy towards that part of themselves or not restricting that part of themselves right like we have we've got 10 fingers i could put my attention on this one 
yeah, or this one, mm-hmm. this one, yeah. <laughs> this one, at the, you know, my pinky finger, or I could put my attention on my index finger, right? Um, we can put our attention on these different aspects of ourselves, the openness to change aspect, you know, or the resistant to change aspect. And, and what I realized from going back to Chicago is, you know, cause I, I spent 27 years there, you know, and, and I needed a change. Um, and by moving out of Chicago, what I learned about myself was, um, just how automatic my behaviors were, because every time I go back, two things happen. Number one, I'm around the, the old, the, I'm around the people that I grew up with and all, I already notice my behaviors starting to change accordingly. My behaviors start to go back to the old, my old ways mm-hmm. in, in very subtle ways. But I observe this, and so that's number one lesson of, of like how automatic our behavior is, right? But then number two, I'm observing other people, and I'm observing like, wait, what's going on? Like two years ago when I last saw this person, they were acting the same way. It's two years later, and they're like, they're like the same that they were like two years ago. And, and so there's like this, like, why is that? It's because the cast of characters in their mind is the same. The hierarchy of, you know, which, which character in their, in their mind is, is, is ranked with more status than the other ones that that ranking order is the same as it was two years ago. And that's why the person is the same. You're laughing or smiling. What is that about? (laughs) I love I love the metaphors and the similes and whatever analogies whatever they're called um, that we talk about in the brain because when I imagine them it's just so funny it's it, they make me laugh like I, I give them voices and stuff so I'm imagining somebody who hasn't changed in, in two years and you said who has the highest ranking and I imagined all the people in their brain and you know this one has the highest ranking and it's like I got the mic but um, yeah. Uh, let me add one more thing because okay, I, I had another idea, which is that there's such a thing as classroom management. So when it comes to managing your mind, I would, I would propose that it maybe it's similar to classroom management where when a teacher needs to manage the different personalities in the classroom and make sure that that order stays in place because we all know what happens when a substitute teacher comes in and doesn't know uh, the routines and the orders uh, of how things need to be done or the personalities of the students, and it just turns into a ball of chaos um, because certain students try to take over, right? The troublemaker, the class clown tries to, you know, run the show or whatever, and, uh, and, and nothing gets done. But what I realize is like, I think for a lot of people, their minds are are um are just not being managed because it's just being overrun by like these negative voices um and one of these one of one of one perfect example is like watching the news because i don't even watch tv i know i have a television in the back but <laughs> I, I that's for streaming uh real housewives of new york city that's enough for uh watching the news but uh when I went to Chicago and I, I hear this television set on in the background and just the negativity of the voice that represents a character in the mind. And so when you're watching the news and they're like another fire 
in downtown Chicago kills five people with their stupid news tonality, you know, watch out for the new coronavirus variant and like the stupid tonality that they have, right? That, that activates the negative character in the mind, right? Because the negative character in your mind wakes up and goes, oh, there's my friend, you know, yeah. the, there's my it's friend, my the, the news anchor, right? And so that negative voice, then that negative voice starts, starts kind of uh, getting more attention and more energy and it becomes bigger. And then the person starts speaking from that voice, from that character, from that perspective. And so it's not a matter of like, oh, that's a negative person. It's a matter of, oh, that negative character in their mind, the pessimistic character, the Eeyore character, um, that that voice is now receiving life. It's receiving energy and life from, uh, but they're not alive. They're only alive insofar as you give them life. Like we're constantly giving life to the different characters and the different voices in our head, but we are the life givers. We have the ultimate authority and they don't exist. They don't, they don't have any, uh, what would you call uh vitality that they don't have any vitality uh except for the vitality that we give them i love that um because i feel like the the thing about change um and like seeing somebody from like two years ago and they're still the exact same person and i wanted to give an example um to relate with our listeners and I remember there's somebody from my past who is still friends with my best friend. So they'll see each other like every now and then. And the person will bring me up and they'll be like, I just don't know how they can't talk to me. I just, I just don't know how they can't talk to me. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, you know, my best friend will come back and tell me and I'm like, you know, you have your own house now. You're, you're doing well in life. I'm so proud of you. But clearly, you haven't changed as much as I thought you would. Because you're still over here wondering why I won't talk to you. You will not open your mind to the reason why I don't talk to you anymore. So which means that they're still stuck. They still have that one person having the microphone at all times. And they're just moving through life with that person in the microphone. And Sure, a few things change, but, you know, to actually change, to actually change, you're going to have to let in new information. And if you're not allowing new information in, it's because you're holding on to something in your brain. And maybe we can relate it to the microphones in our brains. Like, uh, you know, that, that one person in your brain will not let go of the microphone. And you need to go up there and you need to be like, let go of the microphone. What the fuck is this? I'm about to fire your ass. Like, absolutely get out of here, you know? So you can so you can move on, you know? So you can actually embrace the change. Um, and yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, definitely because it's it's just it's it's a script, you know, like as I think back to sort of like my childhood and some of the things that I did, um, like, I think a lot of it was, I was just really just, I was reenacting Disney movies, you know, uh, 
like whether it was like young young romances you know in the in the third grade or something like is because I watched all these Disney movies where like the guy and the girl you know like Aladdin you know or something where you know like and it was like were those actions truly mine I mean to some degree they probably were but I think that's the question we have to ask is like um, what does it really mean to author your own actions and to direct your own life and to live proactively versus reactively. Um, Cause you're exactly right. There's like, there is a character in everyone's mind that loves the past that is just totally enamored with, with the past. And that per that character in the mind is, is not a successful character. That's like a depressed character. That's like a, you know, that, that character doesn't go anywhere in life. That character just totally lives in the past. And so if we're thinking too much about the past, I don't take the perspective of, you know, oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with Robert? Like, I'm thinking about the past all the time. Like, why am I doing this? Like, no, I think, why am I allowing energy to flow into this thought pattern, into this script that I observed somehow in my childhood, whether it was in a movie or someone else, uh, a real person in my life, where I observed them ruminating about the past. And then I internalized that into a character in my mind um, at one point. So, so that's how it, that, that's how it was born. But why do I keep funneling energy towards, towards it? Right. Why don't I just cut off that energy and, and one of the insights I had as I was flying on the airplane was I, I, I had this flash image of the human being, the human energy system of uh, the human energy system being like, um, what do you call it? You know, like those electric plugs, like not like, not like this kind of plug, but like the socket where you actually plug this into. I... I saw the human being as just, I've got sockets all over me and this is a plug and things just plug in, things plug in and they take our energy, right? So like, imagine if I have like a thousand, like I'm, I'm covered literally in a thousand of these like uh, electrical sockets. And then these concepts, these ideas, these characters, um, these mindsets just plug in and they take energy. And so we have to be willing to yank that out if, if it's not an empowering, uh, if, if it's not an empowering uh, thing that we want um, to be taking our energy, we need to unplug that and allow, allow ourselves to funnel out energy only to the positive things that, um, that make our lives better. And uh, looking at the time, that's all I'm going to say for today's podcast because we got to do final thoughts. Um, so that is my final thought. And uh, and uh, I know that we kind of, although we did address change, we kind of like, we almost talked more about the mind and, and the, the various <laughs> characters, but that's, I mean, that's okay with me. I'm okay with changing the topic because uh, <laughs> I'm okay with change, but uh, I'll pass it to you to, uh, to close this up. So I like that uh, there's another another visual concept for our listeners to visualize for embracing change because you could always unplug the unplug the plug that's connected to the past and trust me 
no, don't worry. That plug is going to plug itself back in 100%. But the next day, you unplug it again. And you continue to unplug the plug until that plug no longer has some mystical fucking energy that a plug can plug its own self in. You know, until that plug no longer has all of that strength and it's just dead on the fucking floor because you've been unplugging that bitch every day, right? So <clears throat> there's actually another one. I don't know if you've heard of energy cutting, like energy cord cutting. So it's more of like the, in your aura, it's more like in a spiritual term rather than literal, like, uh, well, I don't know. I guess they're both spiritual and metaphysical because they're not there. Plugs aren't there. But um, so when you're trying another way to open yourself up to change is by imagining things in your past, people in your past, um, things in your present day that still, you know, linger around. You can think about them and you can close your eyes and you can imagine all these black little cords connecting to all those things that you don't want in your life. And as you cut them, these cords fall off and the other cords go away. And as you're saying it, you can repeat the phrase ho'oponopono, um, which is the Hawaiian phrase, uh, I'm sorry, forgive me, I love you, thank you, I love you. And you can repeat that as you're letting go of all of these things because these things have taught you lessons. You know, you, you, can, you can feel love for them, which puts you in a better mood. And then, you know, you, you release them. And you can do the same as you're unplugging every day. You can cut the cords every day because they will reattach themselves. They, if they're still in your life today, chances are they still have a good amount of strength. And no worries, it's not going to happen overnight. But just keep unplugging, keep cord cutting, and you will be able to move a lot more swiftly through the little terminal of change. Yeah, totally. I like that because uh, as I was imagining myself saying that the Hawaiian phrase that you said, like I felt, I felt my energy changing, like for the better. It was really cool. So, um, so to the listeners and viewers, um, write in the comments, uh, what change, um, you had to deal with recently and, uh, that, that you were able to, uh, cope with or get over and, uh, also any recommendations for future episodes. So, um, with that being said, uh, we will resume next week, next Wednesday, uh, on the new, new episode. It'll be 46 next week. So we are approaching number 50, uh, which is very cool. So, uh, thank you all for watching and we'll see you next week. Bye.